Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mac Show. And this week, I'm certain this is the Mac Show. Actually, I'm quite <laughs> proud of myself for being able to remember which show I'm on today. Uh, well, well done, me. Uh, I'm Jeff Gamut. I'm your interim host sitting in for Ewan Rankin. And uh, um, it's kind of surprising that we have Apple News to talk about. And it is it really this week? Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, opposite of crazy, the awesome people that I'm here with today. It's it's so great to to get to hang out with all of you. Uh, ben, you're about to say something, so go ahead. Yes, yeah, Jeff, you keep talking about all these awesome people, and all you bring is us. Huh? We we want to meet these guys. Because they're going to be cool like us. They are. They're going to be cool like us. Yep. Yep. They'll, they'll be very cool. Um, speaking of, how are you, Ben? Or should I say I am cold? fantastic. Except for, you know, the blizzard and two feet of snow outside. Yeah. Um, for, for those of you that are outside the United States and use uh, legit measurement systems, that's uh, three. Uh, no, that's about three bananas deep. <laughs> uh, let's see. That would be. I am God. I'm, I suck at math. Uh, what is about sixty centimeters? Yeah, about. See, that's why I use bananas because mm -hmm. it's a much easier measurement system. Yeah. Well, Ben, I'm glad you're inside. I'm glad you're staying warm and dry. And uh, uh, and Patrice, I'm assuming there's no snow for you right now. Um, there's like some remnants of snow still because it's been like below zero degrees Celsius for the last like week or two, I think. Like it, it has not gone into the positive temperatures at all. So it snowed a little bit, and then after that, it's just being cold, cold but really nice and sunny. So I'm, I'm still enjoying that. I I take that over gray and like don't like that. So yeah, yeah I'm good. It's nice. been a fun week. Been nice. a really fun week. Like I fi I fixed my my router, figured out what was wrong. I actually saw that this morning there was an update. Like there's a pre-release update where they actually fixed the bug already. Oh, nice. So that was a quick turnaround. I think I sent them the info on like Tuesday. So well done, Ubiquity. They really fixed that really, really quickly, even though it's probably some edge case that doesn't happen all that often. Yeah, but it, but it's probably one of those edge cases where they looked at it and thought, oh, yeah, for when it does happen, yeah, th this, this is a real problem. This is really bad, yeah. And we're glad that Patrice found it. Mm -hmm. in her personal setup before it became a big problem in a corporate setup. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it could be exploited. because I mean, exploited in the sense that you would crash a network because mm -hmm. like, it's just, you just have to generate so many messages that get locked for the firewall that it just completely overwhelms the system. And so I guess, I guess it was something that they were like, no, nah, we should probably, and it was probably an easy fix. So sounds like it. So I said, I'm quite, I'm, I was quite surprised. Um, I think it's very cool. So Patrice, you are the hero we deserve. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and and I mean, Ubiquiti is is a really good company. They've had a, some really cool releases. Like you're tempting me. Even. You're tempting me. Yeah, I know. I know. They just released their Wi-Fi Seven series. Um, like, that this point. costs a lot right now. <laughs> Actually, no, they're not. It's just you don't have any devices that do Wi-Fi Seven. Well, yeah, but, you, but you'll be, <laughs> you'll be ready for the future. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So is Leo. <laughs> so is Leo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Leo is about ready to knock networks off the table. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's cat talk for it's time for you to to upgrade to Ubiquity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, all right, Dave, how are you and how are I... you holding up with your crazy weather? Yes, I don't have two feet of snow and we're not in a blizzard condition just yet, but we're going to probably have a 50 mile an hour wind gusts all throughout the day and... Uh... Uh, I shared a picture in our Slack chat, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, close to a foot now, which we haven't seen that kind of snow in probably over two years. Oh, been very very lucky. Um, but then the cold's coming. Yeah, it's going to be uh, minus yes. thirty wind chills for four straight days. Yes, yes. minus thirty yes. Fahrenheit. It, that is. Yes. Well, That's at that like... temperature, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's about yeah. the yeah. same either way at that point. The same now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, the, 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 that's uh, you're freezing to death in about 20 minutes, no matter what the 20 uh, seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but other than that, I got like, I'm getting a new light installed in my office here soon. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to have a it's nice big 48 inch light. It's got a remote and it's going to have uh, colors too. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So I could probably be able to use it uh, here to make my lighting even better. That's very cool. I, I look forward to Dave's rave. Exactly. Oh yeah, this it's gonna, gonna be the best. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have the Zemo cut of of uh <laughs> right. right. Oh yeah, I can't wait for for the remix of the in touch with iOS theme. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. In touch in touch with iOS. <laughs> yeah, and it just goes it's it's great. Um yeah. Well, Dave, I'll let you know how cold the cold really is because the the extreme cold temperatures that uh, they're going to sweep across you and Ben hit here in Colorado uh, later today go- and going into tomorrow. And then, yeah, so then, then we have the three or four days of super cold um, and they're expecting that uh, we may be going close to three days straight where we don't get above zero Fahrenheit. And um, yeah. So when we're done with the show today, I'm going to go do a little bit of grocery shopping, not because I think it's going to be apocalyptic, but I don't want to go out shopping when it's that cold tomorrow. But also when it's that cold, you don't want your car sitting without a full tank of gas. So I need to go top off my gas tank too. And if you had an EV, that would not be a problem. Right. Well, see, I'm only going to top (laughs) off the gas part. The battery part of my car will be just fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully I won't have to go out. Now I do wonder about, uh, about the EVs that, that are here in Colorado that are left outside all the time. Mm-hmm. When we when we get to say twenty below, how many of those are so, going to have trouble starting? Not a problem. All of them? No, not a problem. Like there's there's so much there's so much experience from Scandinavia, like especially northern Scandinavia, Norway, whatever. In the meantime, like 
even at minus 40, it actually worked better because the, the batteries still work. I mean, you don't get the range for sure, but like, mm -hmm. if you keep them, like the, the advantage is you can just keep them plugged in and they, they're basically fully charged. And yeah, you might get a little bit less out of them in the winter than in the summer, but they work just fine. They don't care. And especially nice. for like shorter distances, like okay. so. you can you can preheat your car while it's plugged in, and then when you get going, it's nice and warm and has a full battery. Yeah, I can't do the preheat thing with mine. But if it's too cold for the uh, uh, gasoline engine to start, mm -hmm. at least my electric motor still turns on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. As I said, there's there's in the meantime, like that was like twenty years ago, that was definitely a problem. But in the meantime, I mean the technology is there and there's a lot of it, like experience with it now. Well, we'll be testing that over the next few days. When I say nice. we, I mean other EV people. drivers in Colorado. <laughs> other people. Other people. Yeah, the <laughs> other people we. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, since it's it's the Mac show, we should probably talk about some Apple stuff today. Yeah, and, might as well. And I did say there's some news, so let's start off with. Ooh, <laughs> hold on! What happened to that link? Holy crap! All right, hold on. Um, let's... that was a funny reaction. It's not what I was expecting. <laughs> All right. Let's. Did he go to one of your there old CES interviews, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. All right. Um, there we go. Cleaned up the URL. I'm so glad that I have a little JavaScript that does that. Um, I use that every day, thanks to you. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I love that little thing. Um, okay, so here's the deal. Apple has announced when Vision Pro will be available and when it goes on sales. So it goes on sale um, pre-order January 19th. And then we'll, we'll deliver and be in stores on February 2nd. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so base price will be $3,499. Pocket change. Pocket change. <laughs> and uh, not when you add 20% VAT on top of that. Totally right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, at least you know going in what it's yes. going to cost you. In the mm -hmm. US, you go in and you know what it's going to cost you before they add in all the taxes. So you mm -hmm. don't actually know what it's really going to cost you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. At 11%. Yes, yeah. No, yeah. it's like, but that with Apple, that's always like it's one of my bigger complaints. I mean, I understand like some like some variability in like in in like conversion rates or whatever between like currencies, but Apple usually they like they. It's not just that they add the taxes and and some buffer for like conversions. Like they 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 charge still even the premium on top of a premium price in Europe, and that was find that unfair. Like when my iPhone costs like with taxes and everything removed like $150, $200 more just because it's selling here instead of the US. That's a bit weird. That does feel kind of creepy. Yeah. 
Yeah, who said yeah. it's not just taxes and, and stuff? Yeah, still sucks. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So Vision Pro. Um. I'm going to drop another link in. Mm -hmm. uh, Apple. Yeah. I have so many questions about Vision Pro, by the way. Like about like mm -hmm. this whole thing. It's 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 all kind. Of, it's fifteen levels of weird. The whole, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Typically, when Apple um puts the pre-order, the pre-pre-order website up, you can start messing around with configurations mm -hmm. so that you can have mm -hmm. yours ready so that when pre-order day starts, you just go and click the button. And, and you're good to go. You don't get that this time. No. And yeah. um, um, Apple sent out this morning, as we're recording, so this morning U.S. time, Apple sent out emails um, detailing the process to pre-order your mm -hmm. Vision Pro, which includes um, um, you need to use your iPhone because you're going to have to do a scan of your head, which I oh. assume is going to do the uh, the sizing. Oh, yeah, there's the signal. Mm -hmm. I found it. And it's, yeah, so if you mm -hmm. go into a store, an Apple store, starting on the 19th, presumably, um, you'll be able to use the system that they have in store for sizing. But uh, if you're ordering from home, you can't do that. So you use your iPhone to do like a head scan and then it determines what size you need. If you need prescription lenses, which is an extra $150, you mm -hmm. need to have a current prescription ready to go when yeah. you do your pre-order. Valid, it says here, valid, unexpired prescription from a U.S. eye care professional. So it can't be from any other place. Well, right now it's only available in the U.S. anyway, so. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know if you lived it, like you live close to Canada. You might have gotten yours in Canada because I don't know you were there or whatever. Like ah, you, you never know. Yeah, yeah or the or the <laughs> eye doctor that you need, your specialist, is mm -hmm. in Canada, not the U.S. Yeah, could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or you just moved to the U.S. from another country. So if you mm -hmm. don't have yep. that, or if it's expired, you should get it now. Yep. Yes. Otherwise, Walmart Optical. We'll be happy to take your money. Yeah, Walmart, Walmart Optical, Target, Costco, Target Optical, Target. Yeah, all, yeah all I of went the to Target stores like that. Mm -hmm. That they'll do uh, a quick prescription yeah. for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By the way, yet another thing that doesn't isn't a thing here. I missed that. Like I have to actually find a doctor and go to them and do that. Well, can't just drop in and say, "Hey." Hey, can I get a prescription? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm 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 buying a gallon of uh, a liter of milk. Yes. Can I get a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm buying a, a liter of milk um, and glasses. Ten ten cc's of butter because mm -hmm. because it's measured in cc's, right? Uh, no, it's grams. Oh, okay. Two hundred fifty so, grams. Usually. So I need fifty grams of butter. Uh -huh. And uh, an eyeglasses prescription. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And well, in in Walmart here, you can also get a shotgun. Sure. Yeah, that's true. With, 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 your, with car, your butter and a car battery. If you one. <laughs> yes. And, and tires. And tires. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> wow, it does have everything. It, it, it really does do, have yeah. everything. I mean, I've, I've bought some really strange things at Walmart. So, yes. Yeah, 
Uh, no shotgun, but like yeah. whatever. A pool for the kids, car battery. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that. it is kind of crazy what you can get at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For for those of you that have never been to the US, um, sure, you, you might have big stores that have a wide range of of products. It's a totally different thing here in the U.S. Yeah. It, 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 those are not. I mean, the stores that you probably know are not even big. Like the the big the big Asda's in the U.K. are not as big as as Walmart's that I've, I've been to. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I I said like the biggest store like grocery store in Austria that I've ever been to mm-hmm. was smaller than the smallest Walmart I've ever been to. <laughs> and I've been to a bunch. Like so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a country. <laughs> yes. Holy crap. Leo. Yeah. Um, all right. I have a hypothesis about why we why we're not seeing more info about uh about pre-configuring your mm-hmm. your uh, Vision Pro. And uh, and especially after we got the email today saying hey have your prescription ready you're going to use an app on your phone to scan your head um it says price starting at 34.99 i am now seriously questioning if there are other configurations um i think uh, so yeah it could be starting at 34.99 means this is what it costs if you don't need to have lenses added to it um I, I, that might be part of it, but they like the thing is they very specifically. If you read like the announced the press release, and I think it's probably also an email somewhere. If you read it mm-hmm. like somewhere in the fine print, it very specifically says this is the starting price for the two hundred fifty six gigabyte model. And what oh, that tells that. me is I, I totally miss seeing that. Yeah, and, and in the email I have to check if it's if it's in there, but in the press release it was very clearly this is the starting price for that. So what that tells yeah. me is that they. The fact that they mentioned that means that there's other options because otherwise they would have just said, "Well, you get the Vision Pro." Like sad thing. Yeah, I, I believe somewhere it. I read it goes up to one terabyte. Yeah, I I do remember reading yeah. uh, speculation about it going mm-hmm. up to a terabyte. All right, I had yeah. completely missed a thing about yeah. uh, about base storage being listed. Yeah, in the um, email, it doesn't say context. anything about that. But in the press release earlier uh, last week, I think they 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 were very specific. Like, I mean, anyway, they only mentioned the price like in a footnote, but um, it it was mm-hmm. how it was phrased was quite clear that that this is this is a point that they want to make that it's two hundred fifty six gigabytes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. then in I, that case, I have I, a. Oh, go ahead, Ben. I have an alternate theory. Hmm. Uh, on. Apple is very aware this is basically, for the, for lack of a better term, they're Samsunging it and doing an open beta. Mm. Uh, they know this is going to be a very limited market for the revision A. Um, so they're trying not to make the big deal out of it that they would a higher volume product um they're i mean it's definitely going to get to the point where the vision they want the vision pro to be that high volume product but they're being very aware of what it is right now 
Okay, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. That um, um, maybe, maybe the reason is, I mean, we've heard rumors that there might be supply constrained quite heavily. Um, maybe that's the yeah, reason. Eighty thousand units. Something, yeah. The, I've heard five hundred thousand in the first year, something like that. Mm -hmm. But either way, like it, it might that might be the reason that they're kind of lowballing it a little bit and saying like, let's not, let's not be. I mean, we we that are in the kind of in the echo chamber, uh, like we, we know anyway, and yeah. we will either buy it or not. I think that that like mm -hmm. no matter what Apple does, really, like whether they do an event or, or a press release, like we know, but they might not want that to be like the mainstream thing that people talk about. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then maybe some people that are not either not ready for it or just where they don't have enough supply for a bigger demand and then mm -hmm. do it later. I still think it's really strange that they did it as a press release in, in early January. Like I would have expected, I mean, there, we, we know there is, or we, I think we can strongly suspect at least there's other hardware products in the pipeline. There's probably other services in the pipeline that probably could come out like earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted they wanted to, to outdo CES. I mean, they, they got the attention grabbed away from CES for that yeah, brief moment. Could could be or or they wanted it to disappear during CES. Could also mm -hmm. be. I mean, for us it's attention grabbing, but look at the bigger the bigger market. Yeah. Yeah. Did, like yeah. it could be that because there are so many other things happening that it just and because it's only a press release and not a big event and a flashy thing. If they wanted the flashy thing and take attention away, do do an event. Yeah. Like then, then like I think it might have been a little bit also like take some attention away, but then also kind of subdued, like not not too mm -hmm. obvious. Yeah. Well, Apple does have precedent for for doing this as a press release because Oops. that's what they did with the iPhone. Uh, when when it was time when they announced the um, the uh, order dates for mm -hmm. the original iPhone. Yeah. That was a press release and not uh, and not an event. Yeah. On the other hand, for the Apple Watch, for example, they did like a full-on event. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's precedent yeah. for that I, too. I just think it for me it's a bit of a lost opportunity for the for the Vision Pro itself and I think for Apple in general they could have used the excitement around the Vision Pro to kind of boost some other products that are maybe more interesting for other people and at the same time also boost a little bit interest in in this by showing more I mean it's like I don't know it's really strange like the the, the in the press release the pictures are exactly the same ones we got last year there's mm -hmm. no I mean we've we've gotten basically since since the original announcement, no additional information at all. Like think about it. I mean, uh, actually, except for the prices now for the prescription lenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only. I mean, at least what I what I can think of, the only piece of information that is new from June last year. Since then, it's been more or less the same. Yep, I have and maybe that is another. Yeah, yeah, I have maybe another theory here. Okay. Um, I that thirty four hundred dollar price point, well, thirty five hundred since it's thirty four ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, that might be one where Apple is maybe not hitting its normal margins. <laughs> so yeah. it might actually be 
in its best interest to not sell as many as it would have with a more formal event or kind of try to get the sales to trickle more than a flood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, possible. Well, a Apple is also, as you're saying all this, I am realizing Apple is setting themselves up for potentially a big fail on the 19th. And that fail yes. is the pre-order process because mm -hmm. they're going to be doing something that they have never done before, which oh. is you have to use your iPhone to scan your head to get sizing for this device. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the order process. And, uh, and actually this probably ex explains at least in part why we can't play around with it now, because they're still making sure that this part of the system works correctly and they don't want people messing with it until they're ready for us to actually mess with it, which would be the 19th. Mm-hmm. And I would, I mean, <laughs> I would have hoped that it's ready now and, and they're just waiting for the 19th. But I mean, like me working in software development, I know how that works. Yeah. It's like on the, on the 18th in the evening, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I think we can ship that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And this is a totally <laughs> new platform with a completely new and unique ordering mm -hmm. system to be able to do it mm -hmm. remotely yeah um yeah th this could go really well on the 19th or we could mm -hmm. be seeing headlines bagging on apple yeah. for how horribly they botched to the launch of vision pro and talk oh about any we will anyway. get those exactly oh that's we'll true anyway <laughs> yeah okay fair yeah apple's doomed this device i mean we're already seeing the headlines that this device is going to fail no like it's not even out yet, and people are already saying it's a failure. So, well, yeah, <laughs> and maybe this time they're right or not. But yeah. they've said that about the iPhone. They said that yeah. about the yeah. iPod. They've said that about the Apple Watch. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. As I said, it's just it's just super interesting how little information we have about it. Like yeah. we've had about yeah. the iPhone, we had more information about the Apple Watch, we had more information before launch. We could even go and try it before it like launched. Right. Like, yeah. like all of that. Yeah. And there's nothing right now. Yeah. And I think what pretty much everybody in the tech sphere can uh agree on with this launch uh is that this is something that is just a little bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it might be it might be I think it might work out in the end. I think I, mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm very bullish on the on the Vision Pro. I mean, if I if I could get one day one, I would get one day. One. Like it's not not even a doubt of mind. And from everything yeah. I've heard from anybody who is able to talk about it, which is very few people, and and they all did it back in June. And never, like nobody since has seen it or, or said anything or able be, be able to say anything. It's, I I think it's a it's a it's. I think it's even underestimated how much this is going to change things. Oh yeah. If Apple can manage to do it, mm -hmm. there's this little. I mean, we know Apple sometimes. Like, I mean, there's there's other devices that they've released that had a lot of potential and then nothing happened. Yeah, uh, yeah, like HomePod. HomePod, for example. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah, it's just it's still interesting. And I'm I'm very, I'm personally I'm very much looking forward to beginning of February to to get actual people's feedback. I'm I'm pretty sure around the around launch time we'll also get some like press and developers and and I, I think today even Apple posted the first like uh, developer spotlight. Um, like I don't remember who it was, but basically how they adapted their app to do it in Pro. Um, yeah, uh, yesterday Apple sent out an email to developers. Or maybe it was yesterday. Yeah, where mm -hmm. they uh, they highlighted um, a DJ app. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, with, that was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, so that was yesterday, and that mm -hmm. that was really interesting. Lots of really good resources for developers in that email. Yeah, um, there is there's a press release for it. Yeah, it was well, I got it this morning, so it was yesterday your time. Yeah. The DJ uh, DJ app designed for uh, from algorithm like the DJ app designed mm -hmm. for Vision Pro. As I said it's it's like that was really interesting. So as I said, I mean that part we know Apple will probably have some press people and some other people have like whatever the the MKBHD and the Ubers of the world basically. Yeah. Um, we'll I get, did. We'll probably I did get notice. Pro in uh, today's email detailing the process for pre-ordering mm -hmm. that it talks about uh, being able to to see Vision Pro by appointment only in mm -hmm. stores. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, because it's part of that whole email for pre-ordering, it kind of implies if you have pre-ordered, you can set up an appointment to go see Vision Pro after you have ordered yours. But I want it to mean anyone can set up an appointment to go check out a Vision Pro starting on the 19th. Yeah, that's what I really hope for, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, of course, I'm going to set up an appointment mm -hmm. and well. uh, try it out, even <laughs> even though I, uh, you know, I have glasses yeah. and uh, I, and I need I them to see all the time. <laughs> I would I would also set one up, but let's see if if they offer any in Europe. I mean, what? I know that they have them here because they did developer sessions in in Munich, so possibly that would be kind of cool. Yeah, would be. I would go. It's like a five-hour train drive there. I would take oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I'd be totally worth get a nice for fun. Get a nice vaca mini vacation. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we should probably talk about a little bit more today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's do that. So, um, okay. We also have the news that Al Gore and James Bell are retiring from Apple's uh, board of directors. We were chatting a little bit about this before the show. So if you're hanging out before we started recording, then you've heard a little bit of this already. So um, they're leaving and Dr. Wanda Austin who uh, is the former president and CEO of the Aerospace Corporation, mm -hmm. has uh, been nominated to join the board. Um, yeah. So lo losing both of these men, um, okay, it's kind of weird to see them gone because they've been part of the board for so long, especially Al Gore. But that's but, also why they're leaving. They're... Yes, yes, Age. please explain. Here, I'll play straight man. Gosh, Ben, it's kind of weird that they're <laughs> leaving. Why would they possibly do that? Okay, this is no kind of big company shakeup. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple has a bylaw for their board where if you're over 75 years old, you cannot stand for re-election. They were both up for re-election. There's over 75 years old. So there you go. Now, uh, losing them but getting Dr. Wanda Austin, that's pretty big. She, mm-hmm. yeah, She's super smart. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just having her join the board... It just that seems like a really good choice to me. It's yeah. it's a really good fit for a company like Apple as well. Like I think that, that I mean that was about Al Gore. Like he understood the, the tech industry quite well, and and I think she she is well. Like she she is like in that area in general. Yeah, I mean like she engineering has a very, things. Yeah, in that she has a very similar background to James Bell. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, she has a PhD in industrial and systems engineering, and I mean, despite what we think, I mean, we think as Apple as a software and service company, I think a lot of people do at least, but really, it's, I mean, it's a massive engineering company, mm-hmm. like all the hardware and all the, like, they built their own tools and all of that, it's like, it always gets forgotten. Yeah, they have shiny objects that we buy, but they also have to engineer them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how she works out on the board. Yeah, yeah, I'm also interested yeah. to seeing in the future who will be the mystery uh, member. Right. Well, um, yeah. I I've heard, and uh, and I know it can't be confirmed yet that it's actually Dave Ginsburg. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, gosh. Obviously, no. 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 The, the the other important <laughs> point is, um, it's another woman on, on like on the roster. I mean, we we yeah. talked about it in That's the great. in the um the Christmas quiz. Actually, for the last two Christmas quizzes, I had that question: How many people are listed on a leadership page? And it increased from from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three by one, mm-hmm. from, from eight, I think, from seven to eight or eight to nine. I don't remember. I think eight to nine. So now we have one more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yeah. but I, I do have some speculation who they might want to go to. Okay. Um, considering that Gore was previously vice president of the United States, and seeing that Apple is, uh, pretty much uh, uh, being talked to right now by almost every antitrust organization on the planet. Uh, they might want to go with another former politician. Yeah. Someone who can talk to these government agencies. Yeah, understands them. I think that's a good point. That is a skill that you want on your board. Like have someone there. And and someone who, as a politician, is also strong enough to be able to hold their ground in those types of discussions. Mm -hmm. So... How about Obama? Just I was there. thinking, <laughs> is it Hillary Clinton or is it Barack Obama? <laughs> True, could also be. Yeah. No. yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> no, it's a good point. Like it's it's gonna be interesting who they who they pick. It, it will be interesting. I expect yeah. that uh, uh, if we haven't heard by the end of February. We mm-hmm. will um, 
we'll see Apple getting hit with a lot of questions about that. Um, dropping in another link this morning, Apple announced their annual shareholder meeting is on February 28th. Oh, that's, mm -hmm. I think, kind of early this year, even. I think that's quite early. It does feel early. Yeah, it, it, I don't, I would have to look it up, but I always thought it was like April, April or May when that happened. I could have talked about February 29th since it is a leap year. <laughs> oh, that would have been so very Apple. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. The um. Of course, uh, Doctor Austin will come up in in uh, the shareholder meeting. Yeah, March tenth. Yeah. Okay, so it's it was last year. It was March tenth. It's not that much. Yeah. That much earlier. Yeah. Okay. But but I think uh, the other new board member will be nominated by then. I think so too. I I'm assuming so. Yeah. If if not, you know there will be lots of questions about who is yeah. it going to be. Why haven't you nominated them yet? Yeah. Why are you retracting the board? Yeah. So. All right. Um, do we want to talk some CES stuff? Yeah. Why not? All well, right. So I yes. got a couple of minutes. All yes, right. This is all this has all been on an invisible TV. Yes, it has. <laughs> um all right, so we have to talk about the invisible TV, but uh we also need to talk about uh Apple Focus products that have popped up at CES that we're finding interesting. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to, yeah, a, a, as a bit of a preview, uh if you are playing a drinking game uh for Chi 2, you are dead now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the Chi 2 and and our product includes AI. Yeah, the, those are both uh terminal drinking games for yeah. CES. Yeah. All right, let's get the TV out of the way because Ben brought it up and it actually is pretty cool. LG announced a new 77 inch television that is transparent. Like it's mm -hmm. a it's a clear sheet. That's that's what you see. So when it's off you you're just seeing whatever's behind the clear sheet yeah and yeah, uh, yeah aka and... battle Battlestar galactica slash star trek discovery right yeah or uh star wars tactical displays in their bases mm -hmm. yeah that crap now i have to buy one of these just so i can have the star wars tactical displays showing <laughs> as artwork when i'm not watching tv yeah excuse me because that's another thing you can do you can you can have art showing with transparency so you can you can see whatever whatever you're showing on the screen but also what's behind it yeah and 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 if you want a one word summary of my opinion about this it's meh it well that's fair. <laughs> I, I will yeah. give I, I just, a i just think it's i mean it's, it is it an interesting technology from like a purely can we do that perspective? Yes. It's this mm -hmm. practical, useful, something that people should have at home. Well, Will it ever ship? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's the other question is, with CES. Yeah, yeah, yeah this LG's is the website. Oh, go ahead, Dave. It's, it is on an LG's website. So, I mean, yeah, maybe... but can you buy it actually? And, and not yet. And get <laughs> you can't buy see? it, and they don't show you or they don't tell you how much it costs either. Yeah. Right. 
So it could just be, hey, look what we can do. And then that's it. Yeah. I mean, this and uh, Samsung also has one using mini LED tech instead of OLED. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely a... uh, This is a preview of what's possible five or so years down the road. But, I mean, this... Um, this is a pretty big leap forward in what you can do with TVs. Um, I'm not going to say it's change going to change the world, but I think it's a bit actually a bigger leap forward than 8K. Yes, I I would agree with that. Like 8K is kind of pointless, useless. I mean, it will yeah. happen, but it's kind of yeah. Not um, super, being able not to super interesting. <laughs> yeah, instead of just being this big black, uh block of television uh basically taking up a large portion of your room uh this is literally a lot more transparent yeah mm-hmm. it it I, I don't think i don't think a television is really the, the target for that i think it's more the technology is interesting and i'm pretty sure it will find other other interesting applications like, for example, heads-up displays in cars and stuff like that, where that might be actually super helpful technology. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't think a TV is really the, the solution for that. I, I until think... you can, until it's so thin you can just literally paint it on a wall. Then, mm-hmm. then maybe, then well, maybe. And yeah, and if you're. Okay, so if you've got it to the point where you where you can do that, I'm kind of feeling like a projector at that point makes more sense because you can have a really small projector mm-hmm. with a really good image. You no longer need to have a television at all. You just need a wall that uh, that you can project on. And so yeah. so you make a smooth wall with a with a nice uh i i have that and the the projector protection technology has has some major downsides and one is that there's literally a light going from one point to another so if someone walks through it like it disturbs the picture okay yeah that's that's like i mean movie theaters basically like you you know that one yeah so Mm -hmm. no if you like if you could just glue like a thin film like to your wall and like to have it maybe as big as you want it to and basically your wall becomes a like a display of some sort that would be interesting Mm -hmm. that would be interesting Yeah, yeah i feel like this technology right now is more about tv manufacturers trying to get people to buy tvs more often this isn't mm-hmm. about yeah. people are actually really clamoring for this. It, mm-hmm. I, it's really it's like cool. 3D. <laughs> yeah, but yes, it's yeah. it's it's like uh, several years ago when 3D TVs were the the big thing at CES, and they never took off because mm-hmm. they they were a solution looking for a market, and that market didn't exist. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so yeah, LG is not going to sell very many of these if they make them. And uh, yeah, that's it. With with CES, you always have to ask, like, will this ever ship, or is this just whatever slideware, vaporware, Mm -hmm. any of that? Yeah. Well, a lot of CES is about showing off the technologies that your company is capable of of making. Mm -hmm. And uh, and another part of CES is getting uh, resellers 
to mm -hmm. buy into mm -hmm. your product. And in many cases, you have a product that you can manufacture, but you're not going to unless you get you get uh, uh, retailers on board. Uh, and yeah, so that that's another reason why there's a lot of products you see at CES that you never actually see because yeah. the retailers didn't get on board. There, there was another big, I would say, honestly, for me, big thing happening at CES, and that's Wi-Fi 7. And there were multiple manufacturers, including Ubiquiti, releasing their, mm -hmm. their Wi-Fi 7 devices. And that, I think, I mean, it's it's like Wi-Fi 6. It takes a little while to, to like until it reaches consumer levels, and it is also needed to reach the consumer level. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, I mean, for me, that was quite, quite cool to see that so, so quickly after the Wi-Fi 7 standard was even announced, which was, I think even a week or two ago, wasn't that long ago. Um, was, yeah, maybe a month or two. Yeah, it kind of timed, it, it, it kind of all kind of came together. It's like, okay, like, it's not just that the standard is there. No, like the manufacturers have already prepared it and, and, and are shipping it. So and that mm -hmm. it, you can actually buy. So that's, so that's the difference. Cool. That you can actually buy. That's Dave, it. Is it really following... useful at oh, home? Sorry. Probably not. Like you don't have Wi-Fi seven devices yet. I think that's. Hopefully I mean, they're you shipping do. as well. But yeah, they put. Yep. Now, Dave, you've been following a lot of the CES announcements pretty closely. Mm -hmm. um, what products are standing out to you? Um, yeah. The what was it? Uh... The the chi the chi charge the chi two charging devices were pretty impressive. Um, mm -hmm. Seeing some of the um, Belkin came out with a uh, one, and I think Scotia mm -hmm. has one as well uh, that, that we talked about on the sh on my show too. Mm -hmm. um, and um, th those were coming at some of the things that stood out. Uh, uh, what was the other ones here? Um, I thought I, I found interesting that uh, that uh, Catalyst came out with a dog collar because apple has always been frowning upon the fact that <laughs> that uh they don't want you using airpods air uh, air tags for um uh, for your dog because it's not safe and you know they can chew on them well, okay, well this collar obviously looks like it's going to be it's like a kind of a choker collar so it's not yeah. it, it's it's tight to their neck so um so that was interesting um i think uh that uh, auto tracking iphone stand was real interesting too uh that uh yeah uh, from belkin from Belkin, yep, they they can use uh, uh, content creators. You're definitely going to be probably interested in. I might even be interested in it because it looks like it's a uh, it looks like a cool thing to have when you want to use your iPhone as, of course, being one of your best cameras mm -hmm. uh, for doing yeah. and, and you know especially TikTokers who love to do TikTok and not have to hold it on their in their hand and you see them doing all this all the time, moving around here. So um, uh, so uh, I I thought that one that that uh, stood out as well. I, I also talked about, I, I still am interested with this, is uh, Victrola coming up with a turntable that basically now you can stream your vinyl basically to any device. Uh, and they came out with the Bluetooth ones a number of years ago. Uh, but there's still a big big fan base of vinyl vinyl record listeners mm -hmm. out there. I mean, I still got my old ones in my closet. I haven't uh, removed them. I did buy a Victrola one. The ones looks like a, like a, like a suitcase, a little case. That you just pop it open and it, it it connects to Bluetooth, but this new technology is even more. You can basically connect it to any device. So, mm -hmm. so some of the things that stood up, but there were so many others. Yeah. yeah. For me, um, there was one announcement. Um, it wasn't a product itself, but uh, it was your products that you have already have 
from other manufacturers will not work correctly. And that was uh, uh, the, the CSA announcing they were fixing uh, thread support in Matter. Yes. Mm. Yeah, the, the thread router part. Like the, the, yeah, border the, the border routers so far between different manufacturers do not talk to each other because there was no specification for that. Like you know, standard for that, and so every every border router or every manufacturer basically had their own system. And if you had different ones, then they basically all built their own network. And mm -hmm. that is finally changing. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, as a Euro user, who also has Apple TVs as border routers, who mm -hmm. uh, have. Uh, there's also quite a few accessories that function as border routers. Mm -hmm. uh, this should significantly uh, strengthen the thread network. Yeah. Nanoleaf, for example, is one of yeah. them. They have their own border routers built in. Yeah. And Akara just announced a border router plug at CES 2024. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I know that uh, because, well, my favorite part of this was is actually in that same press release. Um, it is the Akara Smart Lock U three hundred. Um, I am I I am a very uh, ed big edge case for this, but I live in a place where, for some reason, we do not have a second hole for a deadbolt. And it's not just my house; it's many other ma many other houses. Which right yeah, now, so more European uh, style, basically. Yeah, my like, house, not, not European no. style. It's the same circular hole, mm -hmm. but um, it's it's you have older a, U.S. houses. You, you yeah, didn't have deadbolts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't have yeah. them in my house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that's why I'm saying, like, here, like here, we don't have deadbolts. So basically, my entire smart lock, uh, my entire smart lock option base was pretty much Yale. Mm -hmm. So this uh, Akara, someone who is known for making very high quality stuff at very low prices, mm -hmm. is now has their own option in that space. Um, it's going to give you. Uh, well, it, it has an integrated keypad, which some don't other some of the other ones don't have. Um, you can use it says fingerprints, pin codes, NFC, voice assistant. Uh, it is key free though, mm -hmm. but um, I think we're starting to really see uh the promise of matter. Um, from where it was when kind of Apple brought everybody together to yeah. kind of birth this into the world, mm -hmm. it's literally definitely. starting to be home kit for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're definitely seeing that. Nice. Yeah, my like my my uh, like smart lock manufacturer. I mean, they've always been they've been let's say Apple. They've been more Apple centric in their design and packaging and everything, but. Mm -hmm. shipping it also for others like 
it had Google yeah. Home and Alexa compatibility. But for them, that was a major nightmare because they had to support like three different things. And now they just support Meta and it works. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of it works, TSO host. host. <laughs> yes, TSO host just works. Um, TSO host gives you um, uh, an easy way to buy domain names. They give you really reliable web hosting. They're, they're a great company for what they do. And what makes them even more awesome is that they're taking the things that they do and uh, and giving that to us here at the British Tech Network so we can do what we do. So they're they're giving us a place, the, the hosting that we need for the website. They're giving us the server space we need for all of the show recordings. They're giving us the bandwidth so we can live stream to you every single week the resources that it takes to be able to do what we do i mean it's a lot and mm -hmm. uh, and without their incredibly generous support we just wouldn't be able to do this so we're we're super super happy that tso host is here and supporting us and uh, and i appreciate it i'm assuming all of you do too so what you need to do please is go out on social media and thank tso host for being here and supporting us because uh, um you know, a, a little thank you can go a long way. We live in a world where where people need to know that they're appreciated because it's just kind of crazy out there. So give TSOHO some online love, please, for, for being here and supporting us. And um, because they do what they do so well, if it turns out at some point you've come up with a, a really great domain name that you need to buy, go use TSOHO's. Because they make it easy, it's affordable, and you can use the discount code BTN20 at checkout, so you get 20% off that order. So it's already a great deal, but they're making it even better just because you're part of the BTN family. So thank you, TSO Host, for being here and supporting us on the British Tech Network. And speaking of support, Patrice, I need your support, please. Can, can you tell people about the chat? Of course I can. It's um, we have a really cool live chat. So when we are recording this very show, um, like if you're listening in the recorded form, this is actually a live recorded. You can watch this live, um, which we do every Friday, 4 p.m. UK time, whatever that is in your time zone. And also, by the way, the big show Thursdays, 7 p.m. UK time. If you're into the, if, if you want to hear more about like CS and space and cars and all of the other things that are not in the, let's say, Apple ecosystems or not necessarily at least, um, yeah, it's a it's a cool show and uh, we we record those live so you can actually watch us do that with the pre-show and the post-show and everything. And all you have to do is when we're recording, head over to chat.britishtechnetwork.com for the live chat and also on the website it shows the live stream or live.britishtechnetwork.com for the live stream and then you can talk to us live and see the links that we're posting and like for the cool things for the stories other fun discussions that we're having sometimes like it's all it's it's all really interesting um but let's say you're you are listening in the recorded form and you're like on the website or in your favorite podcast player or in the future on the Vision Pro, maybe I'll build an app for that. I've thought about that. Um, stuff like that. 
then um, yeah, we still have at least the chat transcript. So you can still get, you still can still see what was talked about. You can still get to all the links that we uh, posted there because that's kind of our show notes. We don't do like multiple show notes. We just have our chat. And in order to get to that, you head over to britishtechnetwork.com forward slash chat. And then you pick a date. And you pick a date for the date that the show was recorded. So you can go all the way back to June 2015 if you want to see the first the first ever transcript that we that we had or any shows after that and any shows in between. Or you can have a look at today's transcript, which would be the 12th of January 2023-2024. So January 12th, 2024, you will see what we talked about today. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. Um, you do it so much better than I do. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Actually, all, all of you do it better than I do, but yeah, Patrice is the queen. Um I'm the queen. Yes. All right. It's time for some cool things. Who has the first cool thing? And that would that would be Dave. Yeesh. I talked about. I probably talked about this before, but I want to talk about it again because I absolutely love this the Star Drive enclosure. This is the OWC. It's the uh, it's at the NVM uh, OWC Express One M Two. It's ultra fast, reliable. It's USB four. Takes the NVMe SSDs. You can build your own, or you also can get one with, with uh, pre built with their with their drives. I I opted to build my own. Speeds on this thing is anywhere all the way up to 3151 megabytes per second. Real wow. world performance. It's nice. insanely fast. So the enclosure itself is 119.99 US. Uh, I put a two terabyte drive in here, and I, I think I got picked up the two terabyte drive for, gosh, it was like $110. It was uh, Western Digital, which was perfectly fine for me. Nice. Um, so so it's a little cheaper than what you can get with the, with their drives, but they do. Uh, OWC has some awesome drives too, but. Uh, this thing is solid. I mean, and this, and I just, I had it plugged in for a while. It, it does get a little warm, which is interesting because this thing is rocking pretty fast. So that, that, that will add to the reason why it has some heat. Uh, super easy to put together. You know, it's just got the screws down here. You slide this thing out, put the drive in, close back up, easy peasy. And you got the Thunderbolt 4 uh, cable that goes with it. Super, super awesome. Nice. Very cool. Um, cool. All right. Uh, Patrice. It's your turn. You're next. My turn. So um, you might have heard that or might have noticed if you're a, if you are a Castro user that it was down again over, I think, was it last weekend or the weekend before now? Like time flies. I think it was last weekend. Uh, and no, like nothing from them. And it's just been, this has been, this has been happening for a while. So I wanted to point out an alternative app that is it as good as Castro? No. It's a, it's a small independent like indie developer. Uh, the interface is definitely not as polished as as Castro is, uh, or one of the like the, the other one that shall be na not named because I don't like the developer. Um, but it's it's it is actually a solid podcast app. It it's like for me, like for someone who needs like that that kind of that I, I like the queue the queue thing uh, that that Castro was doing. Mm -hmm. Right, you have basically an inbox or a queue or something, and then you can decide what you want to listen to and whatnot. And um, they have something similar to that. It's not a hundred percent the same, but they have it's called continuous listen, 
where, where it basically pops in new episodes based on your criteria. Like you can have like basically priorities for podcasts and then like, for example, the context machine. Um, but by the way, Jeff, I could not, I could not believe that you have not seen SG1. It was like, not a how is that even possible? Episode, just the how movie. is that even possible? How is that even possible? Yeah, but stuff like that, you can say, hey, I like context machine. I want to always, like when it comes in, I want to have that at the top of my queue or, or below the news stories or whatever. Um, like to these shows. You can do that. And it's, it's, um, it's, it, they have a small subscription for some extra features. It's not a lot. I think it's, was it 10 bucks a year or 13 or something? Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's like a buck a month. So it's, it's, it's not expensive. Um, and, uh, or you can, I think there's a one-time purchase for $10 if you just want to unlock some basic features, um, but which is for most people totally fine. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a really good app. And, and what I really like about them, like I've been using them on and off basically when Castro was crapping out and there's very solid progress. Like they're, they're constantly improving things and working on it and improving the UI and, so on there's like uh, they they're all on, on on GitHub, so um, like you can you can submit tickets there and you can see the progress being made and so on like tickets and and they said the developers actually quite nice so uh, it's a, just a really good podcast podcast app Mimir so mimirpodcast.app that's the URL and I would I would recommend give it a try I, like I'm I just gave you. up on. I gave up on Castro because like, I mean, yeah. as much as I love it, I just cannot like if, if, if for like three, four days, you do not get any podcast because their servers are down. That's just not going to work that's, for me. It doesn't matter how good the interface is. If yeah. it's not giving you what it's supposed to give you. Exactly. And that was paying for Castro. Like I canceled that almost yeah. immediately. I was like, okay, this is, I... this is it. I'll I'll say that I actually interviewed Grant Davis, the developer mm -hmm. on InTouch. I remember that. Not not too long uh, last year, sometime. Yeah. I'll find that link and put it in the show notes if you'd like. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, cool. and uh, yeah, he's he was a really nice guy, and uh, I know he's since got a full time job, so I'm hoping he can he'll still keep focusing on on keeping this app going. Yeah, so it looks like yeah, it was the last did. really yeah. last updated in December. So that's great uh -huh. to see that uh, he kept got yeah. going. So and I'm I'm on the I'm on the beta on test flight, and there's a yeah. constant stream of of new like yeah, new I, I was too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this is a great app. I definitely I definitely I recommended it too. Cool, cool. Let me see, I could probably find the episode for you. All right, Ben. Before we we do your cool thing. My cat just barfed. <laughs> it's the, the, the only consolation I'm getting out of this is that uh, based on where the sound was coming from, it's not on the carpet. That's a good thing. <laughs> All right, Ben, give us something that's better than my cat barfing. <laughs> You are muted. Here <laughs> I thought it was my AirPods. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, buck a trend and do something decidedly not Apple related for my Apple my Mac show cool thing. Because after seeing this, I actually thought this was that cool. Okay. 
Um, everybody has tried Windows two and ones, and I think everybody is also of the ultimate opinion that they don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mm-hmm. Windows eight, which was back in the day, what better for touch, but really crap for mouse and keyboards. Since then, they have reversed, and Windows is very much a mouse and keyboard interface. Mm-hmm. Well, one uh, one company has finally given up on Windows for the touch interface. Um, that is uh, Lenovo, uh, formerly known as IBM back in the day. But they have actually come up with an ingenious solution that I hope a certain fruit company will consider. <laughs> uh, so the ThinkBus, the ThinkBook Plus Generation Five, is a two-in-one, but it's a two-in-one with a brand new twist to it. Um, the display instead of having it fold over, blah 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 blah, the display attaches. However, when it detaches, it becomes its own Android tablet. Interesting. Why the key? Why the keyboard base? This gets even better. Uh, that is still fully functional as a desktop PC. Nice. So you can dock your you can basically dock your keyboard. That just becomes your computer setup. Your uh, your uh, the display is your tablet running Android. Uh, of course, the 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 base the keyboard base is not running Android. It's running Windows. Uh, so essentially, you get two de- two optimally functional devices in one. Uh, it's not that expensive, uh, and I'm I'm saying this from our uh, perspective, not the uh, people who buy six hundred dollar PCs perspective. Um, about two thousand dollars starting, but uh, I think this is a much much better solution having. Two optimized uh, operating systems, kind of running in tandem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then what they had, and like I said, I think Apple should give this a try. Pretty much giving you a MacBook that, when docked, functions just like a Mac. Uh, can that da- can dock to become just a desktop Mac, and then you have a basically an iPad or iPad level air tablets that you can do all your tablet stuff in and you don't have to pack 5,000 different things in your bag. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I would just pack one thing, my vision pro. <laughs> and I guess <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Okay. So now it is, um, uh, my turn, right? It is, yeah. Okay, so I'm picking a TV miniseries, and it's Echo, Marvel's new miniseries that dropped on Disney Plus this week. Mm-hmm. They they released all five episodes at once, and as opposed to doing one a week over five weeks, mm-hmm. um, which you love, I know. I do yeah. love, <laughs> and so here's what happened. I thought, okay, it's out. I'm going to watch the first episode and then go to bed. And No, uh, you can't. 
I binged the entire series in one sitting. Yeah. It, it, it is so good. Um, yeah. for, for people that don't know the, what the idea behind the show is, there's a, uh, uh, indigenous native American, um, woman who is also an amputee and, uh, is deaf and fully deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Fully deaf. And she's like a, a highly, highly trained assassin by Kingpin. And, uh, you get to see her in the Hawkeye series that came out, what, two years mm -hmm. ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so they gave her her own mini series now, and nice. it is so well done. Uh, you yeah. don't need to watch Hawkeye first, but Hawkeye is really good. So you might want to watch yeah, it because literally they, they put half a Hawkeye into the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. They, they basically just, well, they, they redid some scenes, uh, but they, um, they just took stuff from the Hawkeye series that involved her and spliced it together to give you enough background so that you can get into the whole rest of the series and not wonder why certain things have happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, it's, yeah. it is really well written, um, that the acting is great and you, it would be easy to think that, uh, that someone who communicates just through sign language wouldn't be able to have enough dialogue to carry the show. Not true. Oh, yeah. Alakwa uh, uh, Cox is a fantastic actor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Th this is just so well done. And, uh, uh, Five five episodes in in the series. Each one is less than an hour long, and uh, and I just I love that they leaned into the heritage that would go along yeah. with the character. They they partnered with the Choctaw Nation to make mm -hmm. sure that they were getting things correct and done in a respectful way, and it's. This is just a wonderful series. I'm seeing bad reviews about it, but honestly, I think these are the incel bros that are bagging on it because it's a, it's a story about strong women. And, yeah. yeah. And a, not only strong woman, but a strong Native American woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it, it's, let's be honest, this was not the series that I expected it to be. Because I expected it to be completely set in New York City. Well, it's you you you'll see New York City, but that's kind of the past of it. Th th this is all about uh, Maya becoming uh, who she is meant to be, uh, compared with who Kingpin thought she thought mm -hmm. uh, would be good for him. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the other thing about it, uh, and you probably, you may or may not have heard this, uh, with this, uh, uh, Marvel Studios has made the decision to, fu to fully canonize, uh, the Marvel TV Netflix shows. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, they are now officially in the MCU timeline. 
Uh, they literally took scenes from Daredevil that had to do with Kingpin. Uh, they had to, it's in the continuity, um, right down to, uh, since I'll say this since it was in the trailer. Yes, Charlie Cox does appear in what is fully the Netflix suit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I if the, if that wasn't in, in the in the trailers, that would be a horrible yeah. spoiler. But it's kind of a spoiler because they put it in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, but I went in there looking for uh, more Daredevil, more Kingpin. I absolutely fell in love with Maya's family. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Graham Greene, uh, the great Canadian First Nations actor, for those who are unaware. Uh, First Nations is the is the Canadian to Americans. Um, he has been in a, a bunch of things over the years. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Maverick. Um, he he's one of the few people that can be absolutely uh, completely comedic, and then go to complete strength. He's just a fantastic actor. Um, uh, Zon McLaren, um, also a great Native American actor, is in that uh, as Maya's father. Um, you know, they went, they basically got all the uh, indig indigenous heavy hitters in there, brought in some new ones, and absolutely nobody disappointed in fact, my my new favorite MCU character might be Biscuits. Oh, Biscuits is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. All right. We, yeah. we could go we're, on. I forever. want a Biscuits comet. Yeah. I, I, I would buy that. Yep. Okay. Even though we could go on about this forever, we should wrap up because we're over an hour. So, uh, so I'll wrap that up by saying awesome picks, everyone, and go watch Echo. It's it's a wonderful show. Um, so with that, um, Ben, where can people find you? Well, Jeff, you can find me at Ben Raythig on your social media of choice. Uh, you can find me on Raythig.tech. Um, I have currently have a interim site going on. Uh, why I uh, why I move over to the permanent web website. Uh, I have to talk about to talk to the site benefactor about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, a brand, the brand new permanent site will be coming soon. I pretty much done the transition. I just have to get everything transferred over. Uh, you can find me on uh, this little show called Mac Voices Live. By some guy who played hooky named Chuck Joyner. The Chuckbot. Yeah. Yes. yes, the Chuckbot. Uh you can find me. Left, uh, so. Yes. You can find me on Touch with iOS, which last night I played hooky. Mm-hmm. Get a good reason. Yep. And you can also find me on the big show, which I again played hooky, and of course here on the Mac show. <laughs> yeah. So you were playing hooky because you were being super Ben. Yeah, That's pretty true. much. Yep. Awesome. All right, Patrice, your image is frozen, but your voice is working. Oh, now you're back. Oh, Welcome. I don't know what back. happened. 
where, where can people find you when, when you're not uh, uh, striking a pose for us? Yeah, I don't know. It's I think my video is kind of choppy. I don't know what's going on. It is. Um, but yeah, your voice you is can... not. My voice is not. Okay, that's that's the most important thing. So you can find me every week here on the the Mac show on Fridays and also the big show on Thursdays. You can find out everything about me, like all the links to social media, to podcasts, projects, to literally everything that I'm doing. Uh, on my website, thepatrice.com. And you can find out like everything about really cool people uh, that talk about food, food-related stories, memories, and just everything that goes with that on my podcast, Foodie Flashback at foodieflashback.com. Awesome. All and right. And, uh, and Dave, where people find you? You can find me on In Touch by OS at InTouchByOS.com. Uh, you can definitely go get, check out those links of, uh, of Patrice's recommendation of Mirror Mirror. I, I, I did that show back in 2022. I just realized it's almost two years now. Wow. <laughs> uh, but uh, to, to check that out, and uh, the YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash InTouchByOS, where we live stream and as well as all the shows are there and the audio as well. Uh, you can find me on Mac Voices Live every Tuesday night, which I'll join her and all many of us on here this this fine show, as well as I'm on Mastodon at DaveG65 and Mastodon.club. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Uh, then uh, let's see. Jay Gamut on social media, Mastodon, Instagram, and Threads. That's where I'm posting stuff right now. Then for shows, uh, Chuck Joiner's Mac Voices Live on Tuesdays. Dave Ginsberg's In Touch with iOS on Thursdays. Both are incredibly generous and, well, no, let's be honest, incredibly tolerant because they let me on their shows. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then here on the British Tech Network, Thursdays for the big show, Fridays for the Mac show. And Brian Chaffin and I do the Context Machine. This week's episode we released yesterday as we record. So the same day the big show came out. And uh, yeah, that's... That's the stuff. So thank you. Thank you so much to the three of you for helping me kick off my my whole weekend just with smiles and good times. And it's it, seriously, it is so much fun to get to hang out with all of you. And I really do appreciate it. Uh, everyone that watches and listens live, participates in the live chat, thank you for being here and being part of this. Uh, I, I love that you're all here with us. Everyone that watches or listens to the shows uh, later on, thank you for being part of the BTN family as well. You're all awesome. Tioso hosts, thank you for being here and supporting us. Give them some online love, people. Um, um, Ewan, thank you for being you. Muller, thank you for making sure we have people for shows. And uh, check out the daily news show with with Kyle. Five minutes of the best tech news uh, uh, encapsulated for you every single day. And throw money at that show because we need the money to keep it going. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just just reach it, reach in your pocket, grab a fistful of money, and throw it at that show. Totally worth it. And. Um, yeah, with that, I think it's safe to say that uh, you should come and join us next Thursday for the big show. Come back again next Friday for the Mac show. And everyone, have an awesome weekend. <laughs>